G'day, wankers, guitar wankers. Welcome to another Guitar Wank podcast. Uh, I am your host with the mostest, Troy McCubbin. You basically don't have a choice. Uh, welcome to another exciting episode of Guitar Wank. We're running late. Uh, life is hectic at the moment. I'm actually getting packed and um, organised to take off to back to the homeland to get more Aussie back into me. <laughs> that sounded completely wrong, but you know what I mean. To recharge the Aussie batteries, take the family home, introduce the family to uh, look, look everyone, look what I did. I went to America and uh, and wham, I have a family. So just stick that in your pipe and smoke it. There you go. So that's what we're doing, flying out later tonight. So I'm running around with a chooks, uh, with a chook with its head cut off and trying to get organised. And of course, everything's last minute and I'm completely unorganised and... The, the missus couldn't find the Ambien for the for the flight. You know, you got to take some Ambien and then you knock yourself out. And then if the kid's doing it, then you don't, you can't really get blamed for anything, can you? Because you're asleep. I don't know. That was our plan. It failed miserably because she lost the drugs. Damn it! Now it's just going to have to be some other kind of drug-induced coma to, to sleep really well tonight. But anyway, we'll make it through. Looking forward to getting home. And um, yeah, so it'll be fun. But um, this week's episode, me and Bruce, we got together the other night. It, it's always so good to catch up with Sir Bruce, the wise man. <laughs> yeah, what else do you say? Anyway, he's back from his trip, so we'll catch up with that. We announce another winner on the Guitar Wank competition. Another winner to the uh, ever-growing list. It's just going to make my job harder because I'm going to have to wrap all these presents and send them out. And yeah, that'll be fun. Um, also, uh, I noticed that Downbeat has uh, got its Downbeat, you know, the jazz magazine. Yeah, I'd heard of it, but not a regular reader. But uh, it was pointed out to me, Downbeat. Go to downbeat.com. On the main page is a, um, a link for Vote Now. Downbeat Readers Poll. I thought it'd be bloody good if we put Bruce, we got Bruce in there. He should be amongst the jazz guitarists. Damn, maybe you want to put Scott in the fusion guitarist. I don't know. Put Bruce down as a uh, saxophonist as well, or a um, anything where he blows something. That could be fun as well. But yeah, as a jazz artist or a jazz guitarist, throw go vote for Bruce. It'd be actually really good for Guitar Wank because maybe they'll want to do a story on him and then he can brag about Guitar Wank and who knows. It's all good. Um, What else is happening? I think that's about it. Um, I hope all is well with everyone. Again, if you need... Well, we talk about it on the episode. I'm not going to go on. i got to get going. i got to get out of here. I'm like, yeah, let's go, McCubbin. All right, guys, be safe. I will talk to you from Oz fucking traveling all around the world nashville back to la now australia the life i lead ladies and gentlemen (laughs) yeah not really but uh all right okay be safe have a good week congratulations croatia Woohoo! kick those pommy asses sorry rob (laughs) sorry rob robbie garland and robbie harris sorry guys i feel your pain but you know they, they won. It was a good game. Really good game. I know you, you guys are all crying in your, your tears. And uh, our other mates in England, sorry guys, but I'm going to go with Croatia all the way. 
I hope they kick uh, France's ass, but it's going to be a great game. All right. Half Americans are going, what is he talking about? I don't know. Idea, no idea what he's talking about. Just the World Cup. For those who don't follow the World Cup, it is huge. It's really the only time I watch soccer myself, so there you go. Um, <laughs> all right, be safe. Up your bum. Uh, and uh, fucking go learn a scale. And we'll see you next week. Uh, enjoy Sir Bruce. And Scott, I hope you're still surviving in the studio, you mad bastard. All right, guys. Catch you later. Guitar Wank 99.33. Um, God, what the, what the hell is it? 99.3. Every week just melds into each other week. It's 99.3 something. It's, it's a radio station. Yeah. It's 99.32. Okay. Yeah, ninety nine point three two. Now the question on everyone's lips right now that we're talking about ninety nine point three two, the people just they just need to hear that hundred number. Ah, uh, well, you know they may never get it. Maybe we may not give it to them, right? Right, it might not happen. But <laughs> but uh, I, I am I am go- I'm going to dedicate my next couple weeks to coming up with the questions that will start off the the Jeopardy, Price is Right. <laughs> Wheel of, for, Wheel of Fortune game show that will create the 100th show. So it's going to happen. So that'll be 100. The Wheel that'll of Fortune. be 100th because it's about the listeners. It's not about the guests. It's about the listeners. Now, how are we going <coughs> to... 
<coughs> Excuse me. Uh, how are we going to run this show again? Well, we haven't quite figured it out. No. <laughs> what I figure is, is those people who want to try and enter it will get sent a questionnaire, and then when they return that questionnaire, they will be picked out of, or not picked out of the group, depending upon their, their, their correct answers. And uh, and then we'll have them in studio. In the studio. Hopefully. If right. not, then they can kind of do it via Skype or something. Right. And we'll have a, like a Jeopardy game show, and the winner will win. <laughs> I love it. Um, how many how many contestants will there be I'm in the studio? I'm thinking like three. Three in the studio. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. But, I mean... Depends. Who knows? We don't know. We haven't gotten that far. It's just an idea. Right. And if we don't ever get around to it, well, oh well. <laughs> Tough titties. We tried. <laughs> this is like jazz. This is, You're this just is improvising. A, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like we've, we've talked, but I have, we haven't seen each other. Yeah, I've been... talked to you a whole lot, but I have, you know, I've been gone for, God, I guess we, yeah, I've been gone for a few weeks and yeah. We did, we did one just before you left. Did we? Uh, yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. Was it good? I. <laughs> we still have some listeners. Oh well. Okay. I guess it was all right. All right. We got <laughs> we got some listeners. Um, we got a lot a lot of listeners. Oh right, I came back from New Zealand, and we did one. That's right. Was it news? Oh. I I just gotten back from New Zealand, and then I left again. Remember? Wow. Okay. It's all the days. And did you speak to Scott or not? I uh, left a message for him today. Right. Okay, Scott's he, in. He, he doesn't probably, I mean, if he checked his messages, he knows we're here. If he didn't, he doesn't. We got enough level here. Mm-hmm. Can everybody hear me? <laughs> can everybody hear me? I, can, I, can't, I can't hear you guys. <laughs> okay, we'll go ahead. They're out there. I'm surprised. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm t- actually, what can I say? The Guitar Wink community sort of, Pulled a, a massive cool one this time, this last tour. I was in, in the Midwest, you know, and I um, and I had some unexpected days off. The person booking the thing kind of, you know, left some openings. And I, uh, and I, uh, you know, we put the word out on the wire that there's a couple openings and a guitar wanker couple of guitar winkers came through wow um, that's that's so yeah awesome. a guy named eric in chicago put a house concert together for the red guitar we had a ball eric man, it was you great. rock mate oh man he's great and we hung out some and played together and you'd never met eric before actually i think i either had met him or he'd heard me at a gig i was one of our route 66 tours in chicago we played at the cultural center and he was there in the audience and so he I think he might have came up to me and talked to me. If not, he knew about me from then. Okay. And then you know, that was probably well over ten years ago. Wow. And then, uh, and then he's been a guitar wanker, and uh, he got in touch with us because of the. Uh, we announced it. Yeah, we announced it, and that worked. And then also a guy named Tony De Rosario. Great guitar player in Chicago who also teaches at Old Town School of Music. Right. Uh, put together a clinic for me on a day where, like, uh, they don't usually do visiting clinics, but he, I had a day off and he just went ahead and did it. And so, like, a couple of 
and then a, and then in Columbus we saw some guitar wankers at the concert. That uh, was Mick and John Horn came. He's he was a guitar teacher at uh, Ohio University, I think. Mm. And uh, John, when you hear this, you can correct me. Um, and and then yeah, that was Columbus. And then in um, Chicago, a couple of guys drove all the way down from Ann Arbor. That was the guy, Mick and yeah, the other guy. Right. I couldn't believe it. They, drove, they just wow. got in the car and drove four hours to Chicago to check out my show and that's, hang out. That's really cool. That's, that's, hats off to those that's guys. That's beyond cool, man. Right? For, who does that? Well... We have you have people that. here that I would do that. You would do that, but we have people here that wouldn't walk down their street to watch a gig. Oh no! I mean, L.A. people <laughs> won't even leave their house. You know, they, you I'm know. one of those people sometimes. Yeah, but you but, know, damn, that's that is so badass. And yeah, that's just so heartening. You know, makes the you know and yeah. And was, they enjoyed the show. They said they did. Who knows? <laughs> they probably, <laughs> they probably didn't want. They probably didn't want to hurt my feelings. They spent the next four hours pissed off. Why'd we drive this yeah, far? Right. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to us. Why do that stupid shit again? Yeah, that was all on a dare, <laughs> and it backfired. Yeah, <laughs> man, that is so cool. Actually, someone's I saw it on Guitar Wank forum, which we've we've gone um, over seven hundred. Whoa, whoa. Seven, and this is a private forum. <laughs> you can join now. Yeah, anyone can join. It's just private. I guess the public doesn't see it. You have to be in the forum to see it. Oh, which okay. is, It's like we're all 007s or something. Uh-huh. It's kind of cool. But they, they were saying how, um, how cool it is just out of Guitar Wank. It's building a community. And those two guys proved it. And other people, Eric and that, proved it that... You know, yeah. you talking about community, Bruce, is pulling people together. And I'm there's cool conversations on the forum and people going back and forth. And really, it's awesome to hear. It is. It's been uh, it's been great. It's I'm really happy about it. You know, I mean, just just the family. That's the whole thing. You know, it's real inspiring. And I mean, it was great to have people out there because it was an interesting little tour. That's cool. Are you um, you were out there with a singer. Yeah, with a singer. Her name is Erin McDougal, mm-hmm. and I had played with her in here in L.A. Right. And she really liked me, and uh, she wanted to do something out there. And I told her, I said, you know, I'm, you know, yeah, you can try try and hire me, but you know, I don't know what you're paying. You know, like I'm not really looking to do be in a singer's band. You know, unless, right. unless the money is like it's there. Is really staggering, you know, and and I said I'm really interested in doing my red guitar project, and she came up with an idea where, well, why don't you do the red guitar in the first half and then play with me in the second, whether it be duo or a quartet? And yeah. I said, well, I guess I could do that, you know, and she booked a lot of gigs, mm-hmm. and uh, she, you know, was very ambitious, you know. I mean, God, who's doing that for me? Nobody. Right. Yeah. So it was, I was really grateful for that, and. You know, it didn't work out as much as she wanted. She kind of booked out two weeks of my life, and there was a whole <laughs> lot of there were a whole lot of empty nights in there. And thank God, like I say, for Tony and Eric, Coming a couple through. of them came through, and I got a chance to hang in Chicago. Yep. There's a lot of great guitar players in that town. I mean, Bobby Broom, Henry Johnson, Andy Brown, uh, Mike Alamana, Fareed Hawk. Mm-hmm. You know, and these guys are like as good as anybody in the world. Yeah. Wow. And the 
Chicago jazz scene is really great. I mean, the clubs are just like the best clubs. And people are hanging out. You know, it's a city. It's a great city. It's got a cool yeah, cool vibe, right? I've, I haven't spent enough time Oh, there. it's a great city. And so, um, of course, I was there. It was hot for a couple of days, but most of the time the weather was pretty nice. I know the weather gets really nasty in the winter. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was just really cool to hang, and I got a chance to meet everybody. So, I mean, I just got to put kudos out, to, kudos out to the singer who made it happen. You know, as much as it might not have worked out as much as we'd hope, I got a chance to do the show a good, you know, a lot of times. How for many a lot red of guitars people. you do out there? I don't, didn't even count, but I did it in I did it in Columbus. I did it in Fort Wayne. I did it in South Bend, Chicago, a wow. couple of times. Yeah, uh, you know, and kind of made connections everywhere to go back. Yeah, you know, most people didn't kind of know what they were getting once they heard it and found out what it was. They were a little more exciting. I got a, me and Aaron got this huge write up in the Chicago Tribune. Yeah, huge. Uh, it was the front page of the A and E section you know took up half the page it was like the kind of stuff they do for like tv shows or movies you right know? and um so you know i mean it was great there was wow. a lot of a lot of really cool things about it you know and i really uh what was what, what was one of the um noticeable comments you got from people that had no idea what the red guitar was and then after they saw it you know uh it's it's always been weird because um, because yeah a lot of people they didn't know what what they were in for you know and then they're watching it and they don't know how to react to it because it's not really as you know like a typical gig with players playing yeah it's a- so they don't know kind of when to applaud or you know and, and sometimes I even misinterpret their uh, their attention for boredom or, <laughs> right. or hatred and uh or disgust that's like oh, sometimes pity what am i doing here? yeah 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 and it's a lot of it's like what am i doing here this is like god what a loser i am you know that kind of thing and then uh i have never done a show where i didn't get like an amazing response you know i mean positive it's really, I mean, it's unique, you know, and I, I'm getting better at doing the show, and it's getting tighter, and I added some new elements that I don't know if I'm going to keep, but a lot of people, I mean, everybody who saw the show, you saw what it was there, you know, it's going to be different all the yeah. time, and, and uh, um, you know, you, if you, you know, if you're not trying something new, if you're not taking chances, then what's the point here? What's the point, yeah. You know, I mean, really, I hate to say it, but uh, you want to do something big, you got to take a risk. That's true. It's like if you uh, want to do something new and something different and be be different, then you've got to take risks, which is like the chance of sucking, the chance of people hating it, the chance of people not knowing what the fuck you're doing and why. And uh, and but at the same time, it really does for me. It feeds my soul on like a lot of levels. I get to play a lot, which is great, but I get to, you know, I get to tell a story, which I like. I get to be a comedian and most of all, an entertainer. And a bit of a historian. It's yeah. all there. And for me, those are all parts of myself. So I feel real like when I do it, it's funny. You know, you'd think that a, putting yourself out like that for an hour, you know, it's real emotional and heavy. Yet at the same time, I take a 15-minute break and I play another set with whoever it is. Yeah. That's, you know. that's 
it's amazing. Well, you see that here. I mean, yeah, I, it reminds me of. Have you seen the the like documentary thing? The the comedian with Jerry Seinfeld. The the guy's getting coffee. No, he doesn't. No. I don't know if oh. you've seen it, but Jerry Seinfeld's working up his set, and he starts off with five minutes, and he works five minutes up, and he does show he does these spot appearances. And he keeps working up, and he's trying to work it up to an hour show, I think it is, or 45, right, or whatever, right. hour and a half, or whatever he's leading towards. But, you know, you're doing that, and this is how many years of playing backing you, and you're putting that all into one show. And you're telling jokes, and you're telling stories. It's not just playing the guitar. It's so much more. It's, it's really cool, but it must be fun to be able to now to play it be comfortable playing it and also trying these different things and seeing what works that didn't work this works that you know and it's different every night so i really can't you know it's like when i did it in new zealand i mean those people were like totally like playing for a picture <laughs> and and then to, and on this tour there were towns where it was like that and yep. there were places where people were laughing and applauding and some people were even heckling <laughs> you know and so like it's just different. I mean, and I like that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and some nights are great and some nights are just good. Yeah. Some nights I feel like it sucks a little bit, you know, and it's like, that's shit, man. That's what life it's is about. Life. Right. And, you know, uh, but I can say that most people would do that show and would be just a sack of shit afterwards. <laughs> I mean, because it takes a lot out of you. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of multitasking there. Oh, I mean, very yeah. few people can even do it. Yeah. I mean, and just for the people listening, it's, I mean, it's not that I'm playing something that's so amazing. I'm playing, but I'm talking at the same time, and, I'm, that's and, it's, and I've been writing, and I'm managing a whole storyline. And, and with the storytelling, there's acting in the sense that I really have to portray the emotions of each scene that, yep. that's existing. So, you know, I mean, like, imagine somebody doing something like the monologues or Billy Crystal doing his one-man show and then taking a 15-minute break and getting up back up on the bandstand yeah. and doing a whole other show with somebody else. Yeah, and don't forget the dancing you're doing as well during the whole Well, show. the dancing and, yeah, and, and the, you know, the burlesque <laughs> stuff really gets them. I don't know how you do those people, people throw money at me and yell, put it on, put it on, put it back on. Instead of take it off, I can't get that. You know, it's like. But you know, it makes it interesting. <laughs> I, there's so many people out there that need to see it, and um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think the the DV thing. Well, we, we've got live performance. We're gonna we're gonna get that up. Yeah, after but you see it, we don't. Yeah, well, I don't want to. I mean, I want people to see it live. You know, yeah. there's there's a little trailer on my website, <coughs> and and I know, like for instance, somebody posted something I did in Montreal, which was years ago. Oh wow! And, and it wasn't really. I mean, it's parts of the show that exist now, but right. this was like we're talking, God, eight years ago. Yeah, and that was back. You know, I mean, is that how long this? The, the Montreal Jazz Festival. I played there with Cowbop. Don't remember the year. It was it was a good. <clears throat> Jake had just joined the band. It's probably a good, good seven years ago, you know. And, wow. And uh, that's that's how long the red guitar has been. Oh, the red guitar was originally in two thousand seven. Really. Yeah, but it was it was commissioned. I was. Oh, just, that's right. I, I yeah, just, and, and, story, and, and, yeah. and then yeah, and then. Uh, it, but it was a trio piece. Yeah. 
and it was just kind of like and I had written music and I was directing the band and did it and, and, and certain parts of the story still are in it <clears throat> but when I basically switched to a one-man version and this was before I'd really switched to him I just did it one man because the the Montreal Jazz Festival the guy who ran the Montreal runs the Montreal Jazz Festival I think he still does um, he's a guitar player mm -hmm. and he has an amazing collection you know they had that blue guitar collection at the Smithsonian I don't know if you know about that no, but there was a big exhibit of all these great archtop builders who made blue guitars oh wow and it was like a big thing at the Smithsonian yeah and um, so he had this idea for red guitar at, the, at his guitar show in Montreal which uh -huh. is part of the Montreal Jazz Festival yep. and it was red guitars and there were all these great builders who submitted red guitars for the show and then they got me to get up and the idea was I would do like half the show like a 20 minute version of the red guitar which is kind of what it became when I did it one man because when I got rid of the band and all the band playing stuff mm -hmm. I'd written only really about 20 minutes of a show there yeah. I mean the, the other half hour was just blowing and music writing yeah and but I had always felt weird about doing it with the band because whenever I would do it with the band like you have to let you have a longer solo or you have a bass solo or a drum solo and like the people would pay attention to that and then I had to kind of get them back into the story to keep going. It was yeah. The storytelling part was really harder and then of course cueing everybody. It was just too much work, yeah. you know, and uh, it really, I felt, ruined the narrative arc of, of the story itself. And so um, I think the first time I ever did it solo was at that festival. Yeah. And I think it's on the guitar wank oh, page yeah. right now or I saw something about it I saw a picture from it I don't know whether it's a video whatever it right. is uh, and what I did was I did 25 minutes of the red guitar that was when I was playing not the, the real red guitar the one from Sontag but the Rebecca yeah. um, and uh, I did it and then the idea was that I would play a song he had five red guitars that he'd commissioned built and the second half of that show, I played a tune on each of the guitars. I would just like, I'd never played them before. Oh, all the guitars that people they, They're on the stage behind me. And, and I would pick it up, kind of play a few notes on it, and decide a song to play, and play a song on it. Right. And then I'd put it down, and I'd pick up the next one, and I'd play it. And I'd kind of talk about what it feels like, and then play a song oh, on wow. it. Wow. And I played through the entire collection of How five many? guitars. Five. Was there any one that stood out to you? Yeah, two were particularly the strong ones yeah. that I liked. Yeah. But they were all great. Yeah. They were what, all fantastic. What kind of money are you talking about? On I don't even guitars? know. I don't right. even know. There was a guy named Mario Beauregard who's from Canada who, who had came up with this idea of a... Literally, he, he carved the top kind of like faceted, like, uh, faceted like you would a jewel. You know what I mean? How it's like... <clears throat> Yeah, it had it, it almost like a it almost kind of it thing. almost yeah it almost looked like as if it had slats yeah. in it, but it was one piece of wood. Amazing, and that really that guitar was a really good guitar. Another guy, I mean, I remember his guitar was a guy named Bill Hopkins. Mm -hmm. He really made a special guitar, and Tom Rebecca had a guitar there, too. And Rebecca's well known. Yeah, Rebecca. That was I was Tom Rebecca. I was playing. I, that's the guitar I was playing. That yeah. halfling guitar, yeah. and 
his guitar was this huge thing, like a teardrop model, and it had it had the fan frets. Oh, how was that? No. Uh, well, all I can say is, if you're not used to it, the only way to do it is you can't look. Oh, messy. As, lo as long as I didn't look, everything was fine. It felt fine. There's no there's nothing weird about it, except for when you look at it. Right. Then it just like seems like. It just seems all wrong, and you don't know where to put your hands. But if you just play without looking, it was... To and I mean, I, that's what I said to the audience. It's like, oh, okay. I just can't look down. Right. I can't look at that thing. So yeah. is it fair to say you weren't a fan of these frets? <laughs> <laughs> look at that. Always thinking. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a really cool... It's supposed. I mean, obviously, it makes a lot of sense. The, the lower end was long scale, mm -hmm. longer scale, so it, you know, it kind of was more in tune. A lot of shredder guys you doing know, You that, figure it's more in that. tune that yep. way, one would assume, and actually the response, the tension of the instrument's better, right. and all those things. I mean, Buzz Featon, I think, is the guy that came up with that idea. Oh, did he? And um, it makes sense, totally yeah. makes sense. I mean, look at a piano. Yeah. The low strings are longer than the high strings, so uh, it makes sense, and it's really not hard to play. Right. As long as you don't look. As long, and for me, as long as I what don't What about look. for chords? Does it get weird with chords? Or no, it no. I oh. mean, if you don't look, it's just like playing a regular guitar. It's yeah. kind of ergonomic because as you get further towards the end, I, you know, your hand does sort of turn that way. Oh, okay. You get in the middle of the neck, you're kind of straight. And as you get yeah. towards the front of the end of the neck, your hand does sort of tilt. It actually is very ergonomic. Do you, do you know those guitars? Because I know zero about them. Are they all, they have to be a certain... Fan like a certain well yeah there's a, there's a there's a whole science to the right you can't just have a little fan I just want a little fan well I mean I <laughs> I think it depends on the length of the scale right the longer the scale the more fanning you need oh, okay there's there's I mean I mean and again I'm sure there's many people who are listening who know way more yeah. about this Everyone's but and, and, but a, but I I definitely there's nothing weird about it right except for looking while you're playing. And again, that's me. Most people probably don't even think that's weird. I don't right. know. I'm sure you probably get used to it, right, after a while. Mm -hmm. Wow. So uh, it was a really cool experiment. That was all those years back. And uh, I remember doing the show in about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. I think I left some parts out. But, but really, when I, and then when I decided to do it as a one-man, like I was going to revive the show because I'd done it for a couple years as the trio. Mm-hmm kind of put it to bed did that little show kind of left it alone and then I called a friend who had did house concerts I said you know I want to do the red guitar one man I want to see how that feels you know and so the guy put together a little house concert and I did it and it really felt great except for like I was done with the show in 20 minutes 25 minutes no, right. and I, f I felt like kind of an hour but right and they I said how long was that he said oh about 25 minutes 20 minutes I said whoa yeah, <laughs> so so I realized I had to go back and write More. it gave gave me the encouragement and the inspiration to really write and yeah. to f you know flush out the whole narrative arc and all the things I can do with it and and so you know I've kind of been pulling on it ever since and um writing new things and I could actually see. very excited to go i'm kind of got a week or two off right now going right. home i'm very excited to get back in the shed and just write more things right. and come up with new things both musically and narrative wise and 
kind of got some new vignettes I tried. I'm not so sure if I like them, but I've got them. And, mm -hmm. You know. What? I could see if you do, were doing that on Broadway and the shows I've seen on Broadway, I could see almost you on stage. Obviously, it's all star dark and this spotlight on you. And then in some parts of the show where it builds, maybe you have a full band that come up for those parts, but not the whole show. It'd be just like a highlight. Yeah, I mean, I could also see on Broadway to have it uh, multimedia. What do you, you mean? Well, you know, like, um, like there's parts, you know, where I talk about Charlie Parker and John Coltrane and <coughs> Wes Montgomery and Django Reinhardt, mm -hmm. people that I'm real inspired by. Yep. Like, to have... Oh, yeah. them come on the stage with me and where I could talk to them and play with them. You know, I could see that is totally a... Uh, you just blew my fucking mind. That's a great idea. I mean, but it would have to be, you know, really well-controlled environment, yeah. like a Broadway show where you have a lot of money and yep. you really can work that out because, right. because you know, I mean, I'm not going to fucking sit there with a computer and press buttons and hope <laughs> it works, you know what I mean? Could you imagine... <laughs> Hey, I'm Bruce's. Hey, he's just gonna find the right button here. You know, no, you, I mean, have... you know, I'm already doing enough, but I gotta hit the right button and then like hope it comes hey, he's on. He's programming and then... this shit. He's doing it with his feet. And, he's organized. And, and his... I, I could probably do it, but I just. It just... Oh, who would want to do it? That's I know. Horrible. And, and and I think in in most cases where I play, it would detract from it. Oh yeah. But no, uh, no. but on the big Broadway, in you know, in a big yeah. Broadway theater, it could really be great. You could have it where Charlie Parker comes up and does a solo, and you guys play together, or right. How badass would that be? Right. If you've got a, sh if you're listening to this and go have a shitload of money and want to invest in a major, major, amazing project, the red guitar. This would be. Oh, it'd be, be great. Killer. I would love to do that. You could have uh, maybe you play with something with Pass. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's really endless. Couldn't it It'd be just so? Amazing. And it's really funny. I mean, I've been really flashing on Joe lately. Uh, He's been really... We had a lot of conversations with guys about him, I guess. Oh, Joe Pass? Trip. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I probably have told this on, on Guitar Wank, but you know, I used to it. hang out with him a lot, and yeah. uh, particularly in the 70s. You know, and uh, this is when, you know, Joe had changed the world with that virtuoso record. Yeah. I mean... Not that solo guitar was new. I mean, you had Lenny Bro and you had George Van Epps. You had all those guys, you know, playing great, even then, and, was, and Johnny Smith. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Joe was the first guy to kind of just get up and just play, not really have a big arrangement, but a guy who, like, was otherworldly great player and just kind of, like, pulled it out of his ass. Wow. And you knew it. Yeah. And it just sort of upped the game, whereas the other guys kind of had more arranged stuff. They had worked it out, and, you know. And that's a kind of, and, but anyways, I was talking to Joe, and he was really, and that was when, it, he was in the heyday. You know, we're talking about four or five years after the Virtuoso Records had started, and when he was with Norman Granz, he was going out on those junket tours, you know, where it's Oscar and him and Ella and Sweets and wow. Ray Brown or Nils Henning or Stead Pedersen, you know, all these amazing talents. Mm -hmm. And it was Jazz at the Phil, basically, because like, Norman Grant's was Jazz at the Philharmonic. So this was his thing, and Pablo, that record label, they were just making these great records. And, um, and so I would hang out with Joey at this house over in Northridge, and... Uh, We'd play and talk about stuff. He goes, yeah, you know, when I, I was a kid, I was just like you. 
it's what he used to say. It was just like I was just like a, a line player. I wanted to play like Bird, you know. I just played lines and comp because I needed to. He says back when I was a kid, I had to play solo, and my dad was really kind of like on me to like fill it up. He always used to say, "Fill it up, fill it up." I'd be just kind of really? playing and wanting to play lines and fill it up, fill it up. So I had to throw chords in, you know. Was his keep... dad a musician? No, I don't know. For he never said that. He said his dad really was a real strict carrot you know he like made him play all the time his right. dad he like if he was the home five minutes late from school his dad was pissed off at him and i don't know why that was it made him wake up early and practice and all this stuff his dad really had a a thing for him like that anyways
was the funny thing was like fill it up fill it up and he says you know then you know he's just playing along playing gigs you know he was really kind of an apathetic guy on, on certain levels i mean he was a brilliant player but yeah do whatever gig he does you know and he played like with uh george shearing mm-hmm. and george shearing even back in those days was like hey joe play a solo play something you know, and so he'd just play for five minutes you know and whatever and it was great of course but i mean it was just part of the show but he never really did it and he wasn't into it you know and just wanted to play lines. I mean, if you hear those old rec- old records of his, you, you hear what he does, and you know those old videos. And so um, then he's with George Ween later, you know, and he's doing those tours. And it's like some point, it's like Joe, guitar, right? Joe, go out and play twenty minutes, you know, at the beginning of the set or something, you know. And of course, it drove people crazy how great it was. And so next thing you know, Joe's. He goes, wow, this is working great. I'm going to just put Joe out by himself on tour. You know, I mean, you can see the business of it. And Joe's like, cool, okay, I'll just make, you know, I'll play, make some money. And he was going on tour solo all the time. He'd double up with Ella, do duos. Yeah. They made lots of records that way. And, and you know, and so so basically he told me, he says, yeah, he says, you know, I was like, yeah, I played lines, played in bands, just like you. He says, one day you're just going to be playing solo, you know, it's like. Like, nah, 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 nah. And he says, yeah, you will. Take my word for it. And um, <laughs> and I was, I'm just tripping on this whole new leaf of my career, you know, like this New Zealand and now this. I mean, it's like I've done two tours in the last few weeks, and they've both technically been solo. <coughs> I mean, yeah, <coughs> I played with Larry Kuntz, you know, in the trio on some of the gigs, and course in this one on the second set i play with the singer either duo or with a band yeah so i'm still doing that but you know it's basically me solo and it just i just feel i can like feel like joe's laughing going told you and i'm like a late bloomer you know it took me till i'm this old to get around to it tell me how old were you then when you were hanging out with joe like that well when we were hanging when i first started hanging out with him i was probably 20 20 wow what was that like for you Oh, amazing. I'm just hanging with an idol, you know. I mean, and with, the same was, with Barney. You yeah. know, I was hanging with Barney about that time, too. And how... I'm, I'm just... It's curious for me to, to, to hear these stories because I grew up... My teacher, Tony, obviously, Joe right. was the man. How was Joe when he wasn't playing guitar? Well, he was just a cool guy. I mean... Is he just... He was an old... He was an Italian guy, liked to smoke cigars, drink red wine... Uh, was like I say, very ap- apathetic, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Mm-hmm. He just shit didn't bug him. He didn't care. He you didn't know, he had this guitar. Could have been another guitar. Yeah, never really. I mean, it was the main axe he had for those years was the one seventy five that he always played. But you know, I mean, I saw him. Or no, I didn't see him, but I know of the story where he like, you know, he had, this was back when gig bags were just vinyl covers. They weren't yeah. really padded like they make now. Yeah, yeah. And he would carry it around in that. And like, then the airplane would say, no, you can't bring that on. He'd go, okay. And he'd give it to him. <laughs> and they'd check it, you know, in this, like, literally all it's got is just a piece of vinyl. Vinyl. Around, <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's not protected at all. Yeah. Well, he didn't care. He'd get it back. He'd play it. Yeah. He used to, at the Fairmont, uh, he'd leave it. 
the, the Fairmont Hotel in San Francisco was like, it's called the New Orleans room. It looked just like New Orleans. You go in there and it's got like the brocade wallpaper, looked like a whorehouse kind of thing. And, yep. and uh, the bandstand had like wrought iron around it, like those New Orleans balconies did. And Joe used to, at the end of the gig with Oscar and sometimes Ella was on it too, but this particular week it was just Joe with Oscar, Oscar's trio. Joe would take his guitar and right in the corner of the bandstand where the rod iron railing met the met the um, met the wall. Mm -hmm. He'd just kind of put, put it, it there, it. and then he'd leave it there, and he'd come back and get it. Like they'd go, you know, and they had this way of doing the band. Like they'd announce the drummer, he'd come out and start playing time. Then they announce the bass player, he'd come out and he'd start playing time on the bass. And then and now Joe Pass, everybody applauds. He comes out, he'd walk over, pick up his guitar, and plug it in. And he hadn't tuned it, you know. And he'd start playing. He kind of tune it as he's playing, you know. And then then Oscar Peterson, Oscar would come in, and the band would be roaring, right. you know. And so he was. That's the way the that's the way it always started. And and uh, the Mater D, because I used to. A friend of mine was the. Uh, you got a pool party going yeah, out there. Yeah, let me shut them up. That's no, you don't have to dope. shut them up. I kind of. Yeah, you, I'd say they, wankers need to hear this. It's summertime, uh, and so. Uh, so they, they're playing. You know, and so they, they. This is the way they started every show, and and I I knew the sound man, so I was there pretty much every night. You know, either after my gig or just if I wasn't working, I was hanging there. Oh, know? wow. And um, I'd just sit and hang. And I, during the day, I'd hang out with Joe, too. And uh, and the Mater D was just really unhappy with Joe leaving his guitar there because he was afraid somebody was going to, like, be, you know, be vacuuming the floor and knock it over. Someone would steal it. He didn't mm. want, you know, he didn't want the trouble. So he was always after Joe, take that back to your room at night. You know, you're staying right here in the hotel. Like to right. Take it back there. You know, and so uh, one night I'm there and it's like, you know, Martin Drew on drums. He comes out, he starts playing time. Yeah, you know, and it's like David Williams on bass. He comes out and he's like pumping the bass. Boom, 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 boom. Joe pass on guitar and Joe walks out and he looks in the corner and his guitar is not there. And he remembers he left it in his room. And he looks at the audience and he kind of goes, he like shrugs and kind of <laughs> does the old Italian guy, you know. <laughs> Puts his hands out and he walks off the stage. And then they call Oscar out. And Oscar, you know, he's, you can tell he's just furious. You right. know? And he's, but he's burning, you know. It's kind of even better because he's so angry. And about four or five minutes Joe comes back walking out with his guitar. He starts playing. I mean, that's that's real good description of Joe. Sure, right. And and I'm not talking out of school. I mean, because nobody respects Joe. I think any more than I do. Yeah. Or loves him, and thinks he's the greatest. You yeah. know, but. Like he would didn't really care about his sound. Yeah. I mean, the virtuoso record. The very first one, which changed my world, and I think changed the world of pretty much every jazz guitar player. Yeah, uh, he showed up in the studio without an amp. <laughs> they didn't have an amp, <laughs> and for some reason they didn't go direct. Maybe it sounded like shit, or maybe they didn't even, or maybe there was like a buzz. I don't know why, but they didn't go direct either. 
they just recorded an ES-175 acoustically. <laughs> that thing sounds like a fucking cigar box with strings <laughs> on it. You know, I mean, it's like a, it's not a beautiful acoustic guitar. Mm. It's, <laughs> it's meant to be. It's kind of. I mean, it's a great in. sounding electric guitar in some cases. It's not in some cases, yeah. but you know, I mean, and of course the music just is so transcendent that, like, if he did it on a bad ukulele, it would yeah. still be like the best shit you ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, you know, how many great piano recordings do we have of horrible pianos? And we, yeah. don't, we don't like go, God, that's a shitty, you know. Yeah. So, um, but Joe just didn't give a shit. Really. And, and, and I never really, as much as I love his playing, never loved his sound. Never, and I know he didn't really spend any time. I, mean, I watched him numerous times back, we're talking in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Where he would just plug into the PA. He mm. wouldn't have an amp. You know how bad a guitar sounds through a PA. Everybody who listens to this knows how bad that is. Yeah. Joe did that a lot. Yeah. Now, a guy like Martin Taylor does it. But he's thought about it. He's got a direct box that he really likes. Yeah. And he's got his whole instrument is set up set for that. Up, set up. Yeah. And you know that there was a sound check involved and they <laughs> yeah. dialed it all in just yeah. right. And it's beautiful. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. So it can be done. And of course, we're also talking about the last 10, 20 years versus right. 35 years ago. Yeah. Where, where there was a whole lot less, you yeah. know, to work with. Yeah, exactly. In terms of sound development. So, I mean, but that was just Joe. And, and even like his shows, he would just kind of play the same thing. I mean, brilliantly. But he, you know, he he wasn't like a guy who thought, okay, I just did a, I just did a, you know, a this kind of tune. Now I'm going to do a this kind of tune in this key, and I'm yep. not going to, and I've just played a bunch of fast lines, <laughs> so now I'm going to play like all slow, or I'm going to feature harmonics here. Or I'm going to play all finger style versus picks. You know, I mean, yep. I'm going to change the key so that it's not the same key as the last tune. You know, <laughs> right? Think kind about of, the show. The kind of stuff like that. Joe really never. <laughs> just, I never noticed that. Right. He was and, just and like, in go. fact, like that last record he did, which was with John Pisano. Mm -hmm. When John Pisano rejoined the band, they kind of redid the For Django record. Yep. That Pacific Jazz LP. I mean, that was really well thought out. But John did most of that. Right. It was like, Joe didn't care. And you had to talk to John about it. He'd tell you this. Yeah. Joe, I don't care. Let's just play. You know, it's like, Joe, let's do the, uh, whatever. Yeah, okay. Wow. And so John kind of. Directed that. Yeah. And, you know, put Joe in a much better light in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah. Joe didn't need it. I mean, you know, he's, he's a god. Yeah. It's like, he can do anything. He could fart and sound better <laughs> than everybody. You know? Well, see, did you guys, did you guys, when you get together, drink together and stuff like that? I mean, that? wine. We never right. really hard drinking, but yeah. Was, did, did he, he loved to smoke cigars. Loved these cigars. Was, and he loved he, to party. I mean, he loved to hang and, yeah. and, and loved to laugh. He was a wonderful, sweet person. Yeah. Uh, you have nothing but, you know, great memories of hanging out with him. Yeah. I used to go to his hotel room at the Fairmont, that right. same hotel, and we'd hang out, you know, numerous days during the week. And knock on the door, he'd say, you know, come by around 11, okay. Knock on the door, come in. He'd be in his bathrobe, smoking a cigar, usually. <laughs> and uh, very, It seems very mafioso. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yep. and uh, 
he let me in and he walked back to the bed, you know, and he sit up in the bed, you know. He said, play for me. Jeez. Oh, and I would just have to play for him for a while until I finally said something like, you know, will you play? Can we can we play? <laughs> so, and he's like, oh, no, let's get let's go get lunch, you know. And he would he just wanted to hang, you know. Right. I mean, he'd been playing with Oscar on. Why does he want to play with me? Yeah, you know? yeah. And then I wanted to play with him, and of course we played a lot over those times. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I can understand he wasn't so excited well, about what that. What would you play when I just mean, tunes? Yeah, just pick a tune and just go for it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so this happened like a couple days in a row, and so I get to the hotel room and I knock on the door, and he answers, yeah, and, you know, in the same bathrobe and the same. <laughs> the I think it was the ones they provide, you know, at Fairmont. Yeah, he's got the cigar, you know, and I like came in the room and I ran past him and I kicked my shoes off and I jumped in the bed, <laughs> and I said, "Play for me." <laughs> <laughs> and he's standing there looking at me and it was the same exact look as like when he noticed his guitar was gone <laughs> that like whatever look he'd go I'm going to put some clothes on let's go get a, let's go get something to eat <laughs> <laughs> oh, how much older was he? Was than he? me? Uh, probably 30 years 30 years 20, yeah. 30 years yeah Oh man, I would have loved to. I never really him. thought about that. He died in his sixties. Did cancer get him in the end? I th yeah, it was. I think so. I mean, it was a stomach thing. I think it might have been right. stomach cancer. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the day Tony come in. Oh, I went for my lesson, and Tony told me, and he was obviously massively upset. Yeah. But did he know Joe? Oh yeah, he met him. He studied with Joe a couple of times, and mm -hmm. they were obviously huge pen pals. Yeah. And Joe was is still is god and i grew up learning about joe and all these records and yeah just you know but it's so cool to hear so cool to hear. was he a good teacher i, I you know <clears throat> some yes i mean anybody that plays well to somebody that wants to play that bad mm -hmm. is a great teacher is he a great teacher probably not by most classical definitions uh, well, is he good at explaining things so people can understand them? Maybe not. Is he good at kind of sussing out what the student really needs to hear and do, right. and providing a like a methodical way of doing that? I don't think that would have been a strong suit of his. And right. granted, I never that was never our relationship, so I don't know. We just yeah. hung out and played, talked about playing. He would show me stuff. He would point out things he thought I needed to do. You know, but I was kind of already playing a little bit, and I was obviously very motivated. Yeah. You know, so I don't. It depends on what you mean by a good teacher. For me, it was a great teacher. Yeah. Okay. And we would sit and like, like he was in the same day, the <coughs> same very day that he says, you know, you're going to be playing solo. You know, and I'm like, no, nah, I'll never have it. Uh, we were like talking about like if you were playing solo, playing a fast, a really fast tune. Mm -hmm. Like, what would you do? How would you do it? Right. And we were just, like, just doing shit together. You know, like, like he would do a little arrangement of a fast song. i do a little arrangement of a fast And we were laughing, I mean, almost like peeing in our pants, because <laughs> it was so stupid and futile and fun and yep. funny and ridiculous, you know? Wow. And, of course, he did it great. Yeah. But 
it was, you know, it's like, how are you going to do this? It's like, duh, 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 you're just playing fast, you know, you know how can you get, you know, and then, they, and then when you kind of like play in two, it sounds like you're playing half as fast, and you know, it doesn't sound fast anymore. Right. And it's like, it was just really funny. We would laugh. It was just so stupid and fun <laughs> and funny and, you know. Um, did, um, was it was it an anniversary of his lately? Because I, I felt like I saw a lot of stuff on Joe and I was reposting it too and... Probably. I mean, I don't know if it's the anniversary of his birth. His birth is in January. Okay. If I'm, I'm almost positive yep. he, he's born in January. Because we have, we, like, we always do that thing um, for John Pisano's guitar oh, okay. night. Did you see that blues recording? I mean, you probably saw him play all that stuff. Oh, man, I saw the, Joe, you know, the Roy Clark stuff, the blues. How, did you get to hang with Oscar Peterson? Yeah, I've hung out with him. I've played with him. But how was you know, how was that? How was what kind of a guy was he? Sweet man. Yeah. Scary as shit. Yeah. Scary as shit. Uh, he died in May in '94. '94, May '94. In LA. Uh, we. When was the last time you saw him? God, not not long before he died yeah i always thought his name was hilarious what well um he was born in january like i say yeah his real name is pasalacqua pasalacqua okay you know that i mean we just changed it to pass pass pasalacqua but pasalacqua in in uh in italian means passing water Shouldn't have been Joe Pass. Should have been Joe Piss. <laughs> Joe Piss. <laughs> Did you ever tell him that? <laughs> no, I should have though. <laughs> oh man, I imagine he would have been a really fun guy to have on Guitar Wank. Oh yeah, he would have been. He would have been great. A little bit. Do you get? Do I get a little bit of the vibe from John Pisano? A little. Bit, yeah. Oh, very much. Oh, very yeah. much. He would have been a little more irritable than, you know, but in a funny way. Right. A little bit like Scott. Yeah, yeah, somewhere <laughs> halfway between Scott and Pisano. Oh man! Oh yeah, I I, I would love to have Pisano on on again because he was. Such oh yeah, a he pleasure. would love to come on. I, he's I, such I, a treat. Talk to him today. He's he, we'll and, get him back. And there's a couple of other guys you've mentioned recently, older cat, older jazz cats that we should go out and get. You're right. You know, we didn't get Bob Bain. He left. He, Bob's gone. Ah, oh, he died fuck. about a month and a half ago. Oh man. Yeah, I'm so sad about that. You're right. There's some really amazing players that are still around that have big stories to tell. And they love to hang. Yeah. You know, I mean, shit, at my age, I realize how, like, you know, we love to hang. And, you know, it's like, it's got to be more so the older you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got guys in town. Oh, yeah. that's so sad. Because you kept talking. We've got to go get Bob. We've yeah, got to yeah. go get Bob. I know. We just never did. And, you yeah. know, it's, it's what happens. We get busy. and Life gets in well, the I don't way. Know, what was more important than that? Yeah. Tell right. me. Yeah. Not much. That's sad. Well, fucking cheers to Bob. And that's just to all y'all out there listening. You know, if there's somebody you want to hang out with, somebody you want to tell you love, something you want to do, just do it. Just man. do it. Don't, yeah. don't wait around. You know, because that day will come when the doctor says, or you fall down and that thing happens, and now you can't do it. Yeah. 
And you know, and you've been saving up for all that. And what are you gonna do? Just give it all to the doctors? Yeah. You know. So, like, uh, guys, really, all of us, we need to act on these things that we want to do. You know. And yeah. Because, like I say, I didn't check Joe's age, but I believe he was in his sixties, and I'm sure there's 67? a bunch of people who would know. Twenty-nine to ninety-four would be sixty-five. Wow. Sixty-four. That's young. He was born in January, so he made it to 65. So he's in just, yeah, just over 65. I mean, it's practically my age. Or if it was the cigars. You know? Ah, oh, man, that's, yeah, that's shitty. That's shitty. There, we should go after a lot of cats that, um, yeah, getting up there. We should. I, and John, God love him, he's 88. 88, and still doing it, man. What a fucking... That's amazing. He's... He, he, we've got to get John back on the show. Got to make that... Fuck, we... Oh, that's easy to do. Yeah. We've got to make that happen. Yeah. He, he's such a pleasure. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch of cats that you know that... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you... I mean, here we've been talking about me all this time, but Troy is on his way... To Australia. Australia. This will probably make this week's show. Yeah, I know this is, I'm on my it's It's weird, man. I'm going back for the first time in eight years. Eight years? Yeah. And you're, bring, years. you're bringing your... Bringing the whole family. Bringing your like, Hollywood bride and your, yeah, Hollywood and, your, and your baby. And baby and my son and her son and the whole clan. We're heading to Oz. Damn, we're going to be in Sydney for... We get to Sydney Friday. We leave Wednesday here. We get to Sydney Friday. So we lose a whole day. As yeah, you know. but you get it back when you, you come get back. it back when I come back. And um, I catch up with my good mate in Australia, uh, Brad Kippo, Biotis. Oh, and he's a Tony collaborator student, an amazing guitar player. And uh, yeah, he's, he's always been a, a, an amazing player. And so we're going to hang out with our families. And then I'll go back to Trelgan. Which means Aboriginal. It's Aboriginal for Little Creek, uh-huh. and uh, I'll go back there. And I haven't. I'm going to. Is see that your hometown? That's my hometown. Born and bred. Whoa, lad. Um, you going to see your sister? Yeah, I'm going to see my sister. I saw her rodeoing or something. On oh the yeah, she, my sister's a big. She's a big cowgirl. She fucking loves the horses and I'm all glad that shit. She's so far away from me. Yeah, yeah. She, she you guys looks like she looks like along. trouble. Oh yeah, my sister's travel. I don't need that kind of travel. <laughs> She's travel. Um, but yeah, I'm going to see people that I haven't seen in 20 years, and it's a it's kind of a head trip because I still have pictures of what they look like 20 uh-huh. years ago, and uh-huh. I'm sure I you know it's going to be weird and wonderful, and I'm going to catch up with a lot of great musicians. Down, the talent down there is ridiculous in, in my hometown and my country. Uh, in Australia down that's there. great they're man. badass players a lot of great guitar you gonna play some gigs gonna do a couple of gigs see what happens it's as usual it's always been zero prepare and jump in head first and right see well, what happens it's great you'll do that and, uh, hopefully you'll, you'll do some segments from there and post I'm gonna them. try and interview some Aussie mates Aussie musos down there and get their side of the story I got some incredible players down uh, heroes that i grew up idolizing older guys that uh, have done the community thing and they started off um i started with them in a band called the steaming monsters and they did like a it was like a blues brothers soul 
funk review thing, horns, the whole thing, all amazing players, all amazing teachers. They all taught and everything. And then they went off and started a bluegrass thing. And they've started this bluegrass community down there that has now become world renowned. Oh, cool. And this small little town called Yanar, they play at this Yanar pub and they've traveled um, over here to America and done the bluegrass festivals uh-huh. and made all these connections. And now their bluegrass thing in Australia has become a destination for bluegrass players. They've, beca- they've built it up that big. And wow. that's just been over the last so many years. But there are all these amazing players and and again back to community, man. They've just built this community of music and they encourage they encouraged me and all these other great players and it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool scene. Very back cool. There. So uh, I'm hoping you'll just you know, we'll have enough stuff from there and stuff from here to keep the podcast going while you're gone. Yeah. Um, You're on your own, buddy. I'm I can't help. <laughs> I'll do. I might have to Skype you. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean, I can't put anything up. I don't even know how to. No, so. I'll be doing it from the road. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. And um, when we get back, we've got, well, hopefully Scott will come out of his dungeon. Yeah, Scott will somehow be done with something. <laughs> <laughs> now, someone's, someone wrote on the forum that, because I said that I asked Scott to come on and we'll have a Bruce free episode. Yeah. Because we've always said Scott free. You were away. I was like, all right, I'll get Scott. <laughs> I tried so hard. And he kept, he just kept saying, I got nothing to say, Troy. I really got nothing to say. So obviously he was in that headspace of yeah. just doing Scott thing and yeah. couldn't be bothered doing it. And then someone posted that he did this other podcast, but he'd done that a while ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah that podcast is is not new yeah so um and and you know i mean we haven't fired him and as far as i know he hasn't, he hasn't quit us. he hasn't quit he hasn't so like that's that's my story and i'm sticking to it right and oh man he's scott i'm sure it'll be fun to get him back and getting yeah going again. yeah i hope so you know i mean yeah. shit i don't know do we I don't um, even remember what he looks like <laughs> which is kind of a good thing that's a good thing <laughs> Um, do we have we we're not going to talk about a potential guest? No, 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 no. All right, no, we're not no. going there. That's good. No. Well, we we do we do have um, the competition. The competition uh, we're going to work on, but that's you know, the, that competition. That could, the hey, you've com- been pulling names, of I've course. I've been pulling names. Uh, do I pull one this time? You should pull one this time. Um, we have had. Some winners. Oh, and we do want to mention that we do, you know, those donations really help us, guys. You know, oh we God. need
we need to we need to replenish the stock of a few merch items and we just you know i mean troy's taking 17 people to australia that's gonna <laughs> cost a lot and unfortunately for troy i've got control of the account so he can't embezzle the money can i use it as a tax write-off Oh, you got to make money before you, you, know, can you write can, off. Sure, you can write everything off. Oh, right. IRS isn't paying attention to anything now. <laughs> Man, you know, right. they're, too busy, they're too busy auditing our president. <laughs> oh, we could only wish. Um, I think the other week was Svien uh, from uh, Sweden. He won. All right, Sweden. Shouldn't we pick Americans? Postage is cheaper. Yeah, we did. We should. And then we had Jason. I... I got to read this from Jason. Um, Did Jason get his gift? No, no one's got their gift yet. They will. Uh-huh. It's just. Uh, Are you going to get to it before you go to Australia? Oh hell no! <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I haven't got time. The, oh shit! The mail so, room. They, they'll wait. They know the gift is coming, and you know it's it'll be coming in August probably. Your gift. So summertime's a bitch for business. Yeah. You know right. Yeah, it is. Cause, but I, I love this from Jason. Jason Gonzalez. Uh, he won. And he's like, Troy, how you going, mate? How's, how's your face? I don't know what that means, but it was a good attempt. Yeah. I just got caught up with um, my Guitar Wank episodes, and I was riding in the truck with my son listening when I heard you announce me as a prize winner. Holy sheep shit. He flipped out. Ha ha. So did I. I've never won any, anything. So that's that was really cool to hear. So good on you, Jason. So we'll make sure everyone yeah, gets... Yeah, I mean, you know, good luck. You, you may, by the time you get it, your son may have, like, already been divorced <laughs> <son's>, three times. <laughs> his son's moved out. <laughs> and you run in, I got the guitar wank gift! <laughs> his son's yeah. like, guitar wank? What's that? <laughs> you yeah. listen to that shit? Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that was super cool. So, Jason, we will get your prizes out. I did that. But let's choose a new, a new winner. Let's do that. Um, I'm going to go and choose, randomly choose, um, a, uh, a winner. Um, Mr. Foreman, you can choose any one of these names here. Okay. And, and you're keeping lists of them somewhere. Keeping lists. Just basically like where they're keeping the list of the immigrant children. <laughs> <laughs> the same. We're keeping all, yeah, we're keeping all your. Yeah, uh, the same place. The same okay. place as the, yeah, yeah, the immigrant children cages. It's yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, That's really dark. I'm sorry. Yeah, that is that. Thing and it wasn't really political. It was an attempt at a joke that failed miserably. <laughs> well, it's just, it's so beyond belief that yeah. any of this is happening. It is just, yeah. it calls Anyways. for comedy. Anyways. Um, all right, so uh, I guess click and on any of these names. I'm giving Bruce the handing him the official guitar wank computer. Any of what names? Any of these these emails, any of these highlighted emails. You choose on any okay, of those and names. Okay, you'll know if we've already picked one. Right? Well, click on it. Are we? Yeah, none of the names there if we've clicked on, and click on one, and um, I'll read the name out. Okay, there it is. Oh, you've you've done it. Oh, not this guy. Why? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I think I, I recognize the name. I think let's uh, hold on. Let me see. I know who it is. Oh, you do? It's me. Oh. I, I just I need more shit. Uh, hey Troy, please sign me up for your hundredth question and answer contest. Oh well, he's well, he's already part of the other contest too. So there you go. Um, so this can, week's can winner he win? was that he's he's eligible, right? Oh yeah, no, he's eligible. Yeah, he's he's entered in. He's full on. Uh, this week's winner is 
Um, I'm just seeing what he wrote here in his little email. The, this week's winner is Hank. I'm going to fuck up his last name. Of course name. you are. <laughs> oh, well, you try. You say his last name. Hank Allinger. Allinger? That's what I would say. Oh, I would have said Alinger. <laughs> Alinger? <laughs> yeah. I would have said Alinger. Because <laughs> that's how Australians look at names. <laughs> and I did it I did it just out of random. I went eeny, meeny, miny, moe kind of shit. Hank uh, Allinger. Yeah, I think that's... Good it. on you, Hank. Mate, you won. Fucking there you go. See, every week we, we got a winner. This is pretty cool. Not cool for me when I've got to send out all the freaking prizes. Yeah, well, you, said, you never do it, so what's the Well, problem? I will do it. Yeah, right. I do right. it. I will do it. Don't worry. Great job on the podcast, and thanks for corralling, corralling the two old lesbians. That's what he's saying to me. Oh, okay. So if you hadn't known that, maybe you wouldn't have. Maybe I wouldn't yeah. have picked it. <laughs> Hank, you win a prize, mate, from Guitar Wank. Woohoo! Another winner. See, every week, ladies and gentlemen. Got to keep tuning in. But you know, Hank, it'd be great if you donated some money. That way, we'd have money for postage. <laughs> He's got to pay. For Troy it. spent all He's of it on tickets to Australia. <laughs> He's got to pay for his own prize. Oh, mate, I met Bruce. Oh, he's met you. I met Bruce the Spud with Doug. Shane. Oh, that's right. That's Hank. He's you in, know Hank. I know. Yeah, he's from Baltimore. Oh, yeah, this is a fucking ring in. I went one, two, three, four, five. I did the whole thing. You did? I didn't. I didn't realize who it was. So you just said who it was. Oh, so you Plus, know. So what if it's fixed? <laughs> Everything else is. Why shouldn't this <laughs> yeah, be? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? I'm not related to him. <laughs> what is he? Where does he live? He lives in Baltimore. Ah, oh, we're gonna send shit to Baltimore. At least it's not Sweden. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, good on you, Hank. You won, mate. That was fair and square. We're not, we're not rigging it. Everybody's going to win. Here. Everyone's, well, that's what we're trying to Eventually. do. Eventually. And, and, and probably by the time the first guy gets his prize, everybody will have won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you let Troy run the mailroom. Like, hey, no, yeah. that's what, yeah, I'm going to, uh, going to Australia with all the guitar wank money. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that paid from my... Um, that my free internet on the overseas flight. That's right. what it probably paid for. Well, anyway, good on you, Hank. That's, um... Way to go, Hank. Good on you, mate. Hope he picked something good for you. Oh, look at that. What oh, a yeah. segue. However, yeah. I don't know what I did then. Name that tune. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where that's coming from. Did you ever meet Chuck Berry? No, I never did. You didn't? I wish I had, but I never he would have been. He would have been amazing on I guitar know, wing. I know. Didn't... No, I was going to say, was it him that laid on the kitchen table for a week dead before they moved him? I think it was James Brown. I think James Brown, they... He lay, he ended up. He was on the kitchen table for a week. One of those guys ended up laying on the kitchen table for I a week or something. That. Anyway. There you go. So, uh... It's, yeah, Johnny Be Good. Is that a jazz standard, Johnny Be Good? <laughs> I would assume so. <laughs> well, anyway, Hank won. Fucking Way to good. go, Hank. Yeah, good on you, mate. Good on you, mate. Um, we've, uh, and we're, you're going to keep picking winners while you're over in Australia? We're going to, every week, I said okay. we do a winner. And, um, All right. And we're going to be hitting up um, some of our sponsors. Obviously, we've got Wireworld Pro Audio Cables we're going to be giving out. 
which is big shout out to Wireworld. They make amazing stuff and they come up new cables. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so big shout out to those guys, Larry and David. They they they've been massive supporters of Guitar Wank and we really appreciate it. So you'll be getting Wireworld Pro audio cables. That good shit, good good stuff. Um, and also, I'm thinking I'm going to have write up John Sir. And see what John Sir can do. Okay, and we got the Fender stuff. The Fender stuff. We've got stuff from Richard from Fender. Right. That we're going to give away. I'm going to hit up... Um, look at all the pedals you have here. <laughs> they're my pedals. Oh. I'm not giving them away. But well, I Jesus will. <laughs> Christ, what do you do with them all? I mean... I... <laughs> God, Did you, you see know that? What I mean, you got more knob than a knobs than a puppy with seven peckers, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what's happening here? <laughs> well, you know... It's it's just it's just fun, but I you know actually the crazy thing of all these pedals, I've only been going through a couple of them at once, and there you go. Okay. Um, maybe um, uh, uh, le- is it Left Coast? Yes. Left Coast make really good stuff. They're making cables as well, but and also um, Left Coast they're making some killer pedals, and maybe we could talk to them. Hello. Hey. Come in. Cressy, is that you? Somebody is going, I want my dad dad, I want my dad dad, I want to see my dad dad now. Okay, well, you see Bruce? 